Hello, 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 and welcome to the Mike Favorite Leadership Podcast, where my number one goal is to help leaders become better leaders. We have some great information for you today, so sit back, take some notes, and let's enjoy what our mastermind produces this time on the Mike Favorite Leadership Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Favors Leadership Podcast. I am excited because we're going to be launching a series called Leadership 101, and that simply means I'm going to be interviewing a book from one of my mentors, John C. Maxwell. It's the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read some excerpts from the book, and then I'm going to share from personal experience certain things that I gleaned from the book, certain things that I incorporated, things that I found that were very effective and how you can incorporate them to your situation so that you can maximize and get the optimum results. So with that being said, in the introduction, there is a quote that has become my mantra. And I've been reading Maxwell's books for about between 16 and 18 years. I was first introduced to John Maxwell by my then bishop and pastor, which was Bishop Jerry L. Maynard, from the Church of God in Christ, Tennessee, 4th Ecclesiastical Jurisdiction. And he was having a leadership meeting, and I stumbled around and went into the the meeting. I don't even think I was a licensed minister back then. And um, they were, some people were saying, he's not a pastor, maybe he should leave. But Bishop said, if he wants to be here, then let him stay. And that meeting, you all, changed my life because I heard him teaching from the book. So here's the the, the excerpt. Every book is a conversation between the author and the individual reading it. Some people pick up a book hoping for a bit of encouragement. Some devour a book's information as if they were attending an intensive seminar. Others find in its pages a mentor they can meet with on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that when I read that statement right there, I knew that I found a mentor that could help fulfill the thirst and hunger that I had for leadership. And because of reading this, this is also one of the things that sparked me to want to become an author and help other people. And that's one of the first things I want you to get if you're taking notes. I want you to understand that leadership, I believe anyway, Leadership is at the core and the basis of almost every and anything we do in life. It's just that many times we don't look at it from that perspective. I mean, consider this. When you wake up in the morning, you have to choose and decide what to put on. You have to choose and decide how you're going to go about your day. In essence, you're actually leading yourself. And that's the first piece about leadership. In order to be a great leadership, we have to learn the discipline of leading ourselves. It is because I believe that you can't make anyone follow you. You have to inspire them to follow you. And people get inspired when they see a person who's leading and actually living what they're leading. I'm going to say that again. It is highly effective and inspiring when you see a person living what they're leading. In other words, you're living what you're teaching. You're living your creed. You're living your motto. It's not something that you just teach and then you go and do something quite opposite. Rather, it's what you do. It's what you live. It's how you live. And that's the essence of leadership. Now, there's another section here that says growth equals change. 
And if I had to give you a point two or something like that, I would simply say that we ought to be as leaders now in a constant state of growth and development. That means we have to always consider learning something new. I remember one of the lessons that I learned when I first became an entrepreneur and, and, and the fact that entrepreneurs always seek to stay on the cutting edge. That simply means we're always looking for the next trend. We're always trying to get out in front of a trend so that we can really benefit the most from that particular trend. And in order to do that, you have to be in a constant state of learning. Let me tell you, friends, leaders are learners. And if you're going to grow and constantly be in a mode of growth, then that means you're going to have to be willing to change. And I've seen many great men and women of God uh, get stagnant and complacent and even have to close their doors because they couldn't embrace the change that came with growth. If, in fact, you really want your ministries to grow, your churches to grow, your business to grow, your relationships and influence with people to grow, you have to be willing to embrace change because anything that grows and expands and enlarges is going to grow through a change. When we first planted the church in 2009, the first church, our church started off at a certain place, but almost overnight we doubled in size. We had to get a new building because of it. We had to get more chairs. We had to get carpet. And I mean, we had all type of phases going on in the building project. But the reality is we had to embrace the change that came with the growth, which means the systems changed. The manner in which we did things changed. The protocol changed. I had to now begin to consider licensing leaders and empowering other people. And that's when I, I was taught such a great lesson of this lesson that the number one is too small to be great. If you want to be great, you have to be willing to empower other leaders around you. And of course, we'll get into some more of these life lessons as we get into the book. But those are just a few things that came from uh, the introduction. And so I do want to put this in the atmosphere for you as well. All of the laws and that we're going to be discussing throughout this series. Um, no one really does all 21 laws well, okay? I'm, I'm so thankful for that because we, I want you to understand something. Many times we tell people or people have been told that if they're weak in a certain area, then they're supposed to stop what they do well to cultivate what they do not as good as what they do well. But it's actually quite the opposite. If you really want to become a good leader and a great leader, then you focus on what you do well. You focus on what you do the best and you staff to your weakness. I'm going to say that again. Whatever it is that you do well, that's what you focus on. You hone that in. You cultivate that and do that so well that it makes you invaluable. You do that so well that people that it makes you essential. People can't operate and do that without you. And then you staff to your weaknesses. When you do that, you'll begin to grow and develop. Okay? So the first chapter in the book of 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is one of my favorite laws and lessons to teach. And it's called the law of the lid. He says, leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. He says, your leadership ability, for better or for worse, always determines your effectiveness and the potential impact 
of your organization. Now, that is a very serious statement because you have to look at your leadership and find out where you are in terms of your capacity. So an example of that is if your capacity, if you look at a scale from, say, 1 to 10 in your leadership ability and and you see that you're maybe at a 3, then at best you can only teach people, or at least the rule of thumb says, you can only teach people who are a 2 and a 1 because your leadership capacity and ability is only at a 3. Now, if you want to increase your level of effectiveness, then that means you have to increase your ability, which means to increase your capacity for leadership. And and this is what happened to me when I hit a ceiling, you all, my second year pastoring. I was in seminary, and seminary teaching is good. The seminary's training is good. I was fortunate to graduate with a Master's of Divinity. But there was one thing that the school and institution did not teach, which was money management. And, of course, that'll be another podcast that I'll discuss with you about the Zebulon Business School that we're going to be putting out here in January. But we didn't, they didn't teach me, or at least I didn't see it. I wasn't necessarily taught how to manage funds, how to create funds. And so around 2009, when we planted the first church, we were entering to the housing crisis. So obviously the giving and the membership things began to dwindle because people just didn't have it. They had to turn inward and the economy tanked and therefore currency monies weren't moving. So we had to become very creative. And in in the creative process, I found my leadership ability and my leadership capacity increasing. It went from a three to a four to a five to a six. Then I started meeting with other leaders and started sharing with them. And we started having mastermind groups. And then I had enough sense to go and get a mentor. So I went and got a mentor. And then my leadership capacity increased again. And then I eventually went to Maxwell and spent six days with them. And I joined the mentorship program. And that's when things really exploded. I was taught and trained on principles. I was taught how to hone my speaking craft, how to speak and build a rapport in front of a room of people. And these are things that you think are not associated with leadership, but they truly are. Because if you can build a rapport with people, you build a a relationship with people, and people will then begin to trust your decision-making. And that's a very strong uh, uh, subject when it comes to leadership. As a matter of fact, that is a very strong teaching in and of itself, your decision-making process and how your ability to make decisions affects the people who you're leading. That's important. So I went through the Maxwell piece. I began to grow. The ministry began to bounce back. And the next thing you know, we began to plan other churches, and the rest is history. So I said all that to say this, that as I increased my leadership ability, the effectiveness of everything that I did, ministry, the business, relationships, influence with other people, my sphere of influence, I begin to meet other business partners and other pastors in the city. The effectiveness of the overall brand, the effectiveness of my overall leadership style increased when I was able to increase, increase my ability. And I believe that is the most important lesson that you can learn in the lid or in the law of the lid. Your people skills, your ability to plan and think strategic, your vision, all of that is predicated Uh, on the fact if you want good results, you're going to have to deal with such things. So as we get ready to wrap up this first lesson, uh, the series, part one, the law of the lid, 
I would encourage you to embrace some of the things that I discussed today. Take an assessment. Actually sit down and see where your leadership capacity is right now. Then sit down and see where do you want your leadership capacity to be. Because from experience, I'll tell you, leading 10 people is very different from leading 100. Check out some of the other things that you need to do. And I'll tell you what, when you get done increasing your leadership capacity, your ability will increase, your effectiveness will increase. And then, my friend, you'll take the lid off of everything that you're doing. You'll begin to see the sky. You'll begin to see that there are no limits. And remember, if the sky is the limit, then there are no limits. There are no boundaries to what you can do in your ministry, in your business, in your leadership. I thank you much. This is Mike Favors. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something valuable enough that you can use. If so, please like, subscribe, and share with your family and friends. For more information about our ministry and business, just go to eacnet.global. And remember, being a better leader starts with you. See you on the next episode.